0: And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Monday, December the 19th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. Today, on December 19th, 1998, President Bill Clinton was impeached for perjury and obstruction of justice. He was acquitted by the Senate. Today, in 1777, during the American Revolutionary War, General George Washington led the army of about the American Army, the Continental Army, of about 11,000 men. He led them to Valley Forge, Pennsylvania to camp for the winter. Today, in 1950, General Dwight D. Eisenhower was named commander of the military forces of the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Today, in 1972, Apollo 17 splashed down in the Pacific, winding up the Apollo program of manned lunar landing. I understand that we are... Moving toward more manned lunar landings in the near future. Today in 2001, the fires that had burned beneath the ruins of the World Trade Center in New York City for the previous three months were finally declared to be out. Today in 2003, design plans were unveiled for the signature skyscraper, a 1,776 foot glass tower at the site of the World Trade Center. New York City. It stands today, completed. Today in 2016, a truck rammed into a crowded Christmas market in central Berlin. The driver of the truck was able to kill 12 people in his attack. He was a Muslim who hated Christians. There are a lot of people who hate Christians. They seem to get particularly animated around Christmas time and Easter, but particularly Christmas time. It just seems to trigger them to do things they ought not to be doing, and that was one of them in Berlin. In Psalm 8, Scripture says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth who has set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man, that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man, that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet. All sheep and oxen, yea, and the beasts of the field, the fowl of the air, the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passeth through the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Praise the Lord. That is the word of the Lord for today. About an hour ago, Associated Press put out a, uh, a headline that is finding its way into newspapers. I noticed that some of the newspapers here in the Northwest and across the country are beginning to publish this on their websites just during the, the past hour. But they, um, Associated Press is kind of leading the, the, the parade on this one and other people are, are copying or publishing their, their, their breaking news kind of thing. But while they've been talking about it for a while, the um, Associated Press says the House January 6th Committee, while wrapping up its investigation of the violent 2021 U.S. Capitol insurrection, lawmakers are expected to cap one of the most exhaustive and and aggressive congressional probes in memory with an extraordinary recommendation. They will be recommending this morning the Justice Department should consider criminal charges against former President Donald Trump. That's the headline that everybody's running with this morning. At a final meeting this morning, the panel's seven Democrats and two Republicans are poised to recommend criminal charges against Trump and potentially against associates and staff who helped him launch a multifaceted pressure campaign to try to overturn the 2020 election. Associated Press says, while a criminal referral is mostly symbolic, with the Justice Department ultimately deciding whether to prosecute Trump or others, it is a decisive end to a probe that an almost singular focus from the start. Well, indeed it did. It was to get Trump, and as Liz Cheney has said, she gave up her career and probably her family. I don't know, she's apparently abandoned them. She spent the last year or more sitting on a chair in front of a democrat run camera with a democratic group of people because they were using her as a tool because she was a republican and she's been trying to get trump she has said with her own words that everything that she does her goal her singular goal in life is to see that donald trump is never elected to a a public office again ever that's her goal How would you like to start the new year, 2023, with a goal being to personally see that somebody that you hate so much, your goal, your, your whole effort for the year is to see that someone doesn't run for political office ever again. Boy, that's a pretty... I don't know, that's a, that's a heavy load to start the, the new year with, but that's her, that's her intention, and that's what she said. She said it more than once. I mean, that is a consuming goal for Liz Cheney. Representative Adam Schiff told Associated Press, or he actually told CNN and, and Associated Press quoted CNN He was on CNN yesterday. He said, I think the president has violated multiple criminal laws, and I think you have to be treated like any other American who breaks the law, and that is you have to be prosecuted. That's Representative Adam Schiff, a Democrat from California. Uh, He's a member of the panel, and he was telling CNN, State of the Union, that yesterday, Associated Press is quoting that this morning. If all that were true, and he doesn't believe that for a moment. I mean, they're just playing politics. But if that's true, shouldn't someone be interested in at least looking into, if not charging them, the Biden family cartel? I mean, honestly, shouldn't they? I think they should. A lot of other people do, too. They were talking about it this morning. It won't be in the main headlines because it'll be suppressed. But there are people saying, wait a minute, if, if you're going to go after Trump for all these reasons, you better take a look at Joe Biden and his son Hunter and sister Ethel and brother James because they are raking in millions, probably hundreds of millions of dollars from countries based on dad. Joe Biden's influence as a vice president, and now even more influence as president of the United States. That's a sad state in America. That's how corrupt our government has become, unfortunately. It's sad, but it's true, and we have to speak the truth. Because otherwise, we just live in darkness, and we feel our way along, and we don't know where we are. We don't know how we got here as a nation. I pray that God will raise up leadership in America that will begin to tell the truth and say it like it is and that God will provide for news sources that will report it to the public. In the meantime, we do our best every day to turn on the light and talk about what's happening today, each day. That's why we originate live every morning. Talk about what's happening each day. In our world but we do so with a perspective not of human or political uh, energy or power but we look at it through the lens of God's word what does God say about this and about that that's how we do it and we thank you so much for standing with us we thank you for listening a lot of you who listen don't support this ministry and some of you who listen to this you don't agree with me and I respect that. I disagree with you on some of your views, but I respect that, and thank you for listening as well. Maybe, maybe somehow we'll say something that'll spark some new thoughts in your mind and even some new directions in your heart. I hope so. I pray so. But to all of you who do support us, thank you for that. We need your support. As we head toward the end of this year and look at beginning a new year, I need your help. I need you to stand. This is not an easy task. It is a task that is has to be addressed every day from one perspective or another, and always the budget, always the financial aspect of it. So thank you so much for standing with us. I mean that sincerely, and we do need your help. Our address is Box 399 Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399 Bellevue, Washington, 98 You can go to our website, faithandfreedom.us. You can contribute there as well. Thank you in advance. We need your help. Representative Tony Gonzalez, a Republican from Texas, said yesterday on CBS Face the Nation that a hurricane, he called it a hurricane of migrants, is hitting the city of El Paso, Texas. Gonzales said it is a dire situation in El Paso. As you know, the city declared a state of emergency. This is something you do when there's a hurricane, a fire, an earthquake. What's happening is a hurricane of migrants and everyone is impacted, he said. On ABC's news, their anchor, Martha Raddatz, She was accusing Governor Greg Abbott at the same time this representative who lives down there, Gonzalez, the same time he was saying, man, we have a problem. It's a hurricane of people. They're just flooding the city and they and they are. At the same time, ABC's anchor Martha Raddus accused governors Greg Abbott, a Republican from Texas, and Ron DeSantis, a Republican from Florida, and former former President Donald Trump for the crisis at the border. Not President Biden or his policies. She did, right out loud, on ABC. (laughs) I'll tell you, she was also kind of goading those who tell the truth and say that it's about to get worse, much worse. I want to take a look at that this morning. I also want to take a look at what the Bible says about this, because I hear these people quoting Scripture or referring to Scripture a lot in defense of open borders, which they say are not open at all. It's kind of an amazing time in which we live. Tony Gonzalez, talking about the hurricane, he said, Face, on Face the Nation, he said, a hurricane of migrants is hitting the city. He said, it's a dire situation in El Paso. He said, as you know, the city declared a state of emergency. He said, it's a hurricane of migrants. Everyone is impacted. He said, I represent 823 miles of the southern border in his district. He said, I, just, I was just in El Paso a few days ago when I saw at the Migrant Center I had never what I had never seen before, I visited the processing center there many times, but I saw where hundreds, over 500 migrants in pods, he said they call them pods, essentially a large cell that holds about 100 people. There's one bathroom, he said, the odor is terrible. There are eight pods in there, he said, so... Those are the are the good conditions," he said. Outside, just above the hill, he said, "There's a little over a thousand. Others are now saying this morning there are over five thousand migrants waiting in outdoor conditions. Not to mention the people that are waiting by the bridge and elsewhere." He said, "It is a very dire situation in El Paso. Most of Americans know that it's happening during the Biden administration. I mean." We remember, we're, we're not stupid, and we remember that when Trump was in office, he in, invoked certain policies and things and, and shut pretty much shut illegal alien flow across the border down. Trump believed, as I recall, he said it often, he believed in legal immigration, but he did not believe in illegal just crossing the border. You would think that this hurricane of people has been created by Biden people and their policies, and it would be without question. I mean, it was night and day. Biden promised the first thing he would do when he got in office would be to basically open the border, and he would reverse Trump's policies. Well, he has. And now we have this. But oh no. ABC News revealed yesterday, who is really responsible for the crisis, as I said, Martha Raddus, ABC's anchor, accused Governors Greg Abbott and Ron DeSantis and former President Trump, of telling people the United States has an open border, come on over. She said it's their fault, it's not President Biden's fault, that we have this catastrophe on the border. Does she not know that there are millions of illegals flooding into our country as a result of his policies? Or is she just living in denial, or is she just lying to the public? I don't know. I know one thing, what they're saying is not true. And that's not in defense of either of the governors or the president, former President Trump. They don't need me to defend them, but it's just an observation by an American citizen, myself, who's very concerned about our country, because I love our country. This is part of the transcript from the ABC News show yesterday. Radis said, you talk about the border. She was talking to, to um, her, her guest there. She said, you talk about the border, about the border wall. You talk about open borders. You don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever heard President Biden say, we have an open border. Come on over. But people I have heard say, this is you and former President Trump, Ron DeSantis. That message, she said, reverberates in Mexico and beyond. So they do get the message that it's an open border and smugglers use all these kinds of statements. She's saying because somebody is telling the truth that the borders are open, it is their fault for telling the Mexicans and whomever else that are coming across, and they're coming from all over the world now, they're telling them that their borders are open. So if you point out a problem that's created by the Biden policies, then you become the responsible party. You should never tell anybody that Biden's policies are failing. That's what she's saying. That's how convoluted and screwed up our world is today. It's unbelievable. Radis said it, Abbott, uh, Governor. She was talking to Governor Abbott from Texas. He said it was known from the time that Joe Biden got elected that Joe Biden supported open borders. He said, it's known by the cartels who have sophisticated information, whether or not the Biden administration is going to enforce the immigration laws or not, is known across the world, but most importantly, known among the cartels. And everybody that's informed about our border, our southern border, say that cartels are running the border. Even our border people down there who have been just, I, I mean, they have been so restrained by this administration, they say that. They say the cartels are running it, making millions and millions and millions of dollars. So Radis then responds to Governor Abbott from Texas and says, well, how do you play into that? What can you do better? I mean, they just pivot. Like, first of all, Biden doesn't say there's open borders, so his policies don't make open borders. And if you say it, It's your fault that all these people are coming across the border. Then she pivots and she says, okay, how can you fix the problem that she says doesn't exist except because of Abbott? How can you fix the problem? Abbott said, so we have every level of government doing everything we can to prevent people from coming into our country illegally. He said, or repelling them or arresting them and putting them behind bars. It's difficult to reason with people that are living in denial. You can't hardly talk to them. Abbott is very well-spoken and a brilliant guy, and he was struggling to try to interface with this woman who is in denial on the one hand, blaming people who point out the failures of Biden as being responsible for his failures on the other hand, and then saying, well, how are we going to fix this problem? How are you going to fix this problem? I mean, I don't know. (laughs) These people are influencing millions, the news media and the others in in political political office have tremendous power. I want to talk to you for a little while today, not about what Martha Raddatz says, or even Abbott or DeSantis or Trump, whatever. What does the Bible actually say about migrants and illegal aliens? Well, the Bible says in Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18, Love your neighbor as yourself. It's a clear teaching. It's taught in the Old Testament and it's affirmed in the New Testament. But in regard to immigration, who is my neighbor? The answer is found in reading on in the scripture. What I have found the same people the left, these folks that are there saying because you guys pointed out the problem on the border that Biden's policies are creating this open border because you pointed it out publicly. as your fault that people are coming across illegally. <laughs> the same people that are saying that tend to take little portions of scripture and lift them out of the Bible and quote them massively on television. Nancy Pelosi does it all the time. Chuck Schumer even takes a shot at it once in a while. He's a Jew, so he usually mentions the Old Testament. But, uh, man, I, I, the, the left is so, I mean, the, the irony of, of the whole left apparatus of thinking is unbelievable. But they don't read on in Scripture. They don't really care what Scripture says. They're just trying to show you that your Bible, or whatever, our Bible, in Nancy's case, she declares to be a very devout Christian. But our Bible says this, or that, or the other thing. But they don't read on. They never read on. Well, the answer is found in reading on in the scripture. What is God truly saying here? Reading on is something that they have a real hard time with. Hyper, self-serving politicians from both parties, but mostly from the left, apparently have no interest in reading on. They don't really want to know the truth of God's word. They just want to use it as a tool. They want to guilt well-meaning Christians and others into supporting them for fear of appearing to lack compassion. When we read on in Scripture, we discover that your neighbor is the stranger who resides with you, shall be to you as a native among you, and ye shall love him as yourself, for you were aliens in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Okay? However, the command to love the stranger is not open-ended, if you just read the Bible. The Hebrew language of the Old Testament uses three different words to describe strangers— aliens, and immigrants. Two of those words, "Nekkar" and Zar, Z-A-R, refer to foreigners whose allegiance remained with their native country. These are foreigners who would come into a country to try to reap benefits, to enrich themselves in some way, but they don't want to become a citizen of that country, let's say America. That's what the Bible is talking about here. They don't want... Their allegiance is not to the country, and God is a God of sovereign nations and borders. It's very, very clear in the Old Testament, very clear. But we're talking about strangers today, illegal aliens coming across borders and not doing so in a proper way. So Neckar and Tsar refer to foreigners whose allegiance remains with their own country and some cases they come into a country to do harm, to kill people and whatever. In some cases it's simply to enrich themselves on a country that they're not participating in as far as taxes and one thing or another. So that, that's really what that's talking about in, in, in the Old Testament. These people were denied the benefits of citi- citizenship in Israel and are not in view in Leviticus chapter 19 verse 34. But they put all that together they say, look, wow man the stranger we were like strange i mean on the other hand the hebrew word for ger ger often translated sojourner or stranger as in leviticus 19:34 is a person who has immigrated to israel legally with the intention of becoming a citizen israel was instructed to teach uh, or to treat these immigrants as if they were native born granting them the benefits of citizenship if they come there appropriately legally And if they become uh, assimilated as citizens, then they are to be treated like citizens because they have given their allegiance to this new country, their new country. The benefits are outlined in the Bible, what they should receive. The privilege to glean the fields, Leviticus chapter 19, verse 10, Deuteronomy 24, 19 through 22, the privilege to receive a portion of the special tithe that was collected every three, three years for the poor. It's Deuteronomy chapter 14, verses 28 and 29. Uh, Deuteronomy uh, 26, 12 and 13. The privilege to be paid in a timely way. Deuteronomy 24:15. The privilege to rest on the Sabbath. Deuteronomy 5:14. The privilege to receive fair treatment in legal matters without discrimination. Deuteronomy chapter 1. Verse 16 and 17, the privilege of protection from being taken advantage of. Deuteronomy 24, 17 and 18, and chapter 27, verse 19. The religious left and the open border advocates are quick to point out that America is not Israel, but then that's true, nor are we Israel's replacement. But the Old Testament distinguished Israel from other nations as a nation chosen to testify to the greatness and the grace and the mercy of God. The religious left and other open border advocates consistently quote Jesus' words in Matthew 25 because of their use, not his, of the words sojourners and strangers. They're always talking about this, and it's in the news again this morning. They conclude that Jesus is teaching that America must accept all who cross our borders regardless of the circumstance or the legality of what they're doing. Jesus isn't teaching that at all. The passage in Matthew chapter 25 is actually speaking to a judgment at the end of the future tribulation period in which Jesus separates the sheep from the goats, with the sheep being those Gentiles who have believed in him, and the goats being those who followed the Antichrist. They know that, some of the scholars. Jim Wallace knows that, but he denies it. To suggest that America has a biblical or a moral mandate to accept any and all who cross our borders is twisting Scripture. It's not what Scripture says. Jesus' teaching and other New Testament teachings do indeed instruct us to love your neighbor. However, this is directed at the individual, not at the state. They always want to replace the individual with the state. State welfare, and on and on and on it goes. The state needs to get out of the way and let the church be the church. Jim Wallace and and, now his predecessor, he's kind of stepped aside, retired, I think, or something. But the sojourner people, the religious left, they focus on passion and compassion toward a biblical, but they need to look at the biblical truth, not a political model of serving the immigrant, the poor, and the needy. They're always quoting scripture, but they are following a political model, not scriptural model, the left. And that's what's wrong with our immigration system. Biden is so confused, he probably doesn't even know which way is south. But I mean, I don't say it disrespectfully, but, I mean, honestly. But our southern border is now being crafted, our policies, around a man who doesn't even understand, and his advisors apparently don't understand, biblical teaching. And yet he quotes it as biblical compassion, opening the borders, and it's anything but that. Biblically speaking, the state is instructed to do a number of things, which I have listed in an article that I've written today that we don't have time to get into as time is running out this morning for us. But you may want to take a look at that on our website, faithandfreedom.us. I wrote an article about what I'm talking about today, and it was published earlier this morning. If you go to our website, that's the first thing you'll see. You might want to read that down toward the bottom. I'll see you tomorrow.